0: Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning. How are we doing? We doing good? Woo. Woo! It is, what is it? I don't even know what break it is. I feel like when I was in school, I didn't have this many breaks. Is it winter break or fall? Is it fall? It's not fall anymore, is it? Uh, it's winter breaks. not spring break. I just remember in the second semester, all I got was spring break. Now we have winter break and fall break and whatever else break and break and break and break. And I wish I was in school now, then... I won't say how long ago I was in school and graduated school, but we are so excited that you're here with us today. Uh, We know you could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us. You could have been at the beach. I don't know if that had been warm or not. Uh, If you're watching online from the beach, we're jealous, or Gatlinburg or wherever you're at uh, vacationing on this winter break. We're jealous of that, Uh, but you could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us, and we're super thankful uh, that you are. what an incredible job by our worship team and media team. The media team are in the back and in the back of the the, the church. You don't see them, and they don't get praised a lot. Uh, But leading us in worship, I'm super thankful for them. Today, I get the honor and privilege of continuing our series entitled Fight For It. Say "Fight fight for it. Okay, come on. We're not really looking to fight right here yet. So everybody say fight for it. There we go, there we go. Fight for it. And can I just say... Uh, What an incredible message last Sunday by Pastor Jeremy and Corey. Uh, I'm super thankful for them, how they lead their wisdom. uh, And just leading by example, it it speaks to me in my life and my family. So I'm thankful. Uh, Fighting for families, they talked about last week. I'm super thankful for that. It was incredible. If you didn't watch it, go back to the podcast or go back to YouTube channel uh, and watch it. It was incredible. So we are on week three of our Fight For It series, and today uh, we're going to be talking about fighting for peace. Fighting for peace. This is going to be a good one. I just want to let you know it's going to be a good one. Uh, Fighting for peace. You know, a lot of times in our lives and throughout our lives, we hear the saying, if I could just get some peace and quiet peace and quiet. If I could just get some peace and quiet, and if all my parents in the room, grandparents, if you've ever watched kids, you're probably like, amen to that. The only time I get peace and quiet is when they go to sleep. Uh, if I could just get some peace and quiet, uh, but throughout many of our lives, and my life included, it feels like we're always fighting for peace. It it feels like we're always in a battle to gain peace. We're always saying that uh, phrase, if I can just get some peace and quiet. Or or in our hearts or in our minds, uh, there's just this unsettledness and and we're fighting for peace and we're fighting for rest and uh, we're, we're fighting to just get a break. And we find ourselves fighting for peace in my life included. We are facing things that no one else knows about. We're facing things that no one else sees, that no one else could possibly know about us. We're facing things that no one else knows about. We, uh, we're, we're anxious about everything, even though the Bible says to be anxious about nothing. Anxiety uh, and depression are running rampant in our world, in in today's world. It's in young people. It's in young adults. It's in adults. Uh, It's in older adults. I'm not going to go higher to give a name for that. It's in older adults. Uh, It's in people in general. Anxiety and depression is running rampant. This world is filled uh, with anxiety and depression that's affecting people. It's affecting people's peace. It's affecting people's rest. We have hurt. That causes us to lose pain. We have hurt and pain that we're going through. That we experience. Uh, Something bad happened to us. Something bad happened in our life. uh, And it causes us to lose peace. Uh, We're worried about what's going to happen in our lives. We're worried about what's going to happen in this world, we're worried about what's going to happen in our in our kids' lives, or or our parents' lives, or our siblings' lives, so on and so forth. We're worried about what's going to happen in our work life. Uh, we're worried about finances and and stress that comes with work uh, and stress that comes with money and kids. Uh, we're worried about all these different things. We're overwhelmed. Uh, anybody ever been overwhelmed? We're overwhelmed with work and the busyness of life because it doesn't stop. It's just one thing after another. We, we, we get, do, get done with one project and there's another project. Or we get home from work and there's something else we got to do. We're overwhelmed with the busyness of life. We're fearful of something bad, that something bad is going to happen in our lives. So we live in fear of, of, of something bad happening and an unforeseen, unforeseen thing happening in our lives. So we live in this fear and it causes this, this unsettledness in our hearts and unsettledness in our minds. And we lose peace. We have anger and resentment towards people uh, that did us wrong. And it causes our peace uh, and it causes our, our, our happiness and our joy uh, to be taken away. And we, we live with this anger. So we, we find ourselves struggling to find peace. Has anybody ever been there? Has anybody maybe in that? I, I can completely stand with you in that. We struggle to find this peace, and it feels like we're in this battle to fight for peace. We're struggling to find rest in our minds, and in our souls, and in our hearts. So we find ourselves continually fighting. For peace in our life, it constantly feels just like this graphic, like a boxing match, uh, and, and we're 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 punching off and we're kicking and you know we're scraping uh, to find peace and we're scraping to get through all the things that we're going through just to find some peace and quiet. But today, I want to look at a scripture. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, you have your Bible apps, uh, you can turn to Matthew six. Um, and, and that I, this scripture I, I personally love, um, I, I have leaned on this scripture, I would say since my sophomore year of college, I can look back and remember month after month that I would turn to this scripture, it's Matthew 6, 25 through 34, <clears throat> so we're going to read this together, it'll be on the screen, um, if, if you can't see your phone or you can't see, see your Bible like I can't. Uh, but uh, it's going to be on the screen. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. It says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Say, do not worry. do not worry. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, at a single hour to your life? And a lot of us, by worrying, we can take away hours of our lives. Um, and I'm sure there's some kind of science to that. But And, and we're going to continue, verse 28. And why do you worry... About clothes, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? I love this statement right here. You of little faith. Where do we remember that? With Peter when he's walking on water. You of little faith. And then verse 31, so do not worry, turn to your person on your left, neighbor on your left, say do not worry. worry. Or your right, whichever one, if you don't have a person on your left, saying what shall shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this is the scripture that has stuck out to me since sophomore year of college, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love this scripture in this this paragraph or two paragraphs of scriptures, verse 25 through 34. It says three times to do not worry. To, to, to not worry about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you will wear, to, to not worry about uh, what you may be facing or going through because God knows what you need and he will provide. So I got a question for you that I want you to think of while I share these different points, uh, three ways that you fight for peace. And this question is this, how do, you, how do we fight for peace and find peace where it doesn't exist? How do we fight for peace and find peace where it doesn't exist? In the midst of our fear, in the midst of our anxiety, in the midst of our, 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 us feeling overwhelmed, in the midst of our busyness, in the midst of our hurt, in our pain. How do we find a fight for peace when we do not see that it exists? In the midst of all that we may face or go through. I believe there's three ways. Uh, that we fight for peace, and I want you to write these down if you have a notes app uh, or a journal, whatever it may be. the first way we fight for peace is we stand firm. The definition of stand firm is to refuse to change a decision or position. We have to stand firm. First uh, Corinthians 16:13 says this. It says, "Be on the alert. stand firm in the faith. Act like men, be strong. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. First Corinthians 15 58 says this. It says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I love those words. Be steadfast and immovable. Stand firm in the faith, in the word of God. There's a parable in Matthew 7, the next chapter after Matthew 6, um, that talks about this idea, it's a parable uh, that Jesus speaks on. It's this parable about a wise and foolish builder. Have y'all heard it? If y'all, y'all read that or seen it or heard it preached, uh, this, this, this parable of, of a wise and foolish builder. And it talks about how's a, how a wise builder uh, builds their house on rock. And then the foolish builder builds their house on sand. And it goes on to say when the rains come, when the rain comes, when, when the storms and winds arise, uh, that when the wind beats against the house, the house that's built on rock stays standing. It stands firm because it's built on rock. The rock, and I'm not a builder, um, and so I don't know much about that. But if you don't have a firm foundation of your house, it's not going to be good for your house. Uh, it, it's it's going to be very bad, um, and when the winds come and the storms come, it'll be easy to blow over. Uh, so it has this parable of a wise and foolish builder. Jesus is using this parable to teach his people and to teach us today that our lives have to be built on the rock. It has to be built. On rock, it has to be built on the word of God. The rock is the word of God, and when difficulties of life come, when hurt and pain and sorrow, when when anxiety and and the feeling of overwhelmed and the anger and resentment arise and creeps in, uh, that causes this anxiety and this unsettledness in your heart, that we'll be able to stand firm because our life is built upon God and his word. Because when your life is built upon the word of God, you remember in those times the promises of God and the scriptures that boost your faith, that that give you hope and calm your anxiety. And I I can't tell you, this is not in my notes, I can't tell you how key this is to your life and and I think about my life and kind of where I'm at and what my family's going through and and I can't imagine not being built my life and my family's life not being built on the rock because we're able to stand firm in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of the, sto- of the storm. We're able to stand firm. And we remember scriptures like, and you will be able to remember scriptures like what I talked about in the pastoral moment. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all who are tired and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. You remember scriptures like Psalms 23. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because your rod and your staff they comfort me. You're able to remember scriptures like James 1, 2 through 3, uh, where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and you let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. And I could go on and on and on, and we could be here all day, but when you build your life on God in His Word, you are able to stand firm in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the hardest time of your life, in the midst of times you find no peace. And no rest, and you're having restless night sleeps, and that's and not even a sleep, it's just a restless night, and you're wide awake and you can't sleep, and you're tossing and turning and you can't find peace. You're able to stand firm in faith in God. And you find this place, find yourself in this place where your anxiety and your peace is filled with hope and is filled with uh, with peace and, and, and faith. So we have to stand firm in our faith we have to stand firm we have to have a foundation of god's word if we don't know god's word when times of difficulty come your faith is going to be shaken your your peace is going to be shaken even more than it would have if you didn't know the word of god so we have to have a foundation of god's word you have to i would say it's probably not it's probably one of the most important things that you can do is get in the Bible and learn this word and, and hear it and see it and read it uh, and, and recite it. There's a scripture, um, I think it's Nehemiah 4, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, where it talks about uh, speaking it out loud and going on walks with your grandchildren and children and, and speaking the word of God. And you need to know this word. You need to have a foundation of this word. We need to stand firm in God. That's how we fight peace, That's one of the ways we fight for peace is standing firm in the foundation of God's word and God's promises. We can fight for peace by standing firm in God's word and in his promises. The second way we fight for peace is by being on guard. Being on guard. Um, 1 Peter 5.8 says this. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, the enemy, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That first scripture in 1 Corinthians 16, in the first point says, it starts out by, it doesn't have to be on screen. It says, be on the alert. Another version says, be on guard. So the first scripture, uh, we have a real enemy. The first scripture says, we have a real enemy. Uh, that that is looking and trying to devour us. He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. He's trying to devour and steal and kill, destroy our joy and our happiness and our peace. He's trying to, just like we talked about last week, he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Families and marriages and relationships and relationships with your kids. We have a real enemy that is looking to tear apart apart and, 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 and seek to devour you and your life and your joy. And we need to be on guard. You have to. To be on guard. But how do we do that? How do we, how do we be on guard? Uh, the first way we be on guard. Is we put on the armor of God. And I'm not going to get too deep into this. Uh, because we'll be here all day. But we have to put on the armor of God. Which is the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The shield of faith. The belt of truth. The sword of the spirit. The shoes of peace. We have to put on this armor of God because we're going to battle. We're going to battle with a real enemy that that is seeking to devour. So we have to be on guard. The another way we do that and be on guard is we be careful what we feed Ourselves, and I'm not just talking about food. Uh, I know everybody's everybody's mind went wet to food and a diet. I'm not talking about that. Uh, we'll go to a Mexican restaurant this week, Pastor Jeremy. Multiple times we'll go there. Uh you're at the early service, so you're gonna be the first one at the restaurant today. But I'm not talking about what you feed yourself, which I'll be honest, I need to watch what I feed myself. My wife will probably tell you the same thing. Um, I need we need to watch what we feed ourselves, but. We need to watch what we feed our hearts and our minds and our souls. Uh, we, uh, we need to watch what we're feeding ourselves on social media. Uh, there's a reason they call it the, the feed. Um, you know, we're scrolling down the feed of Facebook or the feed of Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, nor do I care to ever be on it um, or Snapchat. But uh, we need to watch what we're feeding ourselves, what we read on social media. We need to watch who we follow and who we listen to and, and who we let kind of feed us and speak into us. No matter if it's just, oh, it's just a random post. When you read it, you're feeding yourself, and you're putting that in your mind. You're putting that in your heart. We need to watch where we're feeding ourselves on social media. We need to watch what we're feeding ourselves in, uh, with what we watch on, on TV and, and and watch what movies we watch. If we're watching the wrong things, uh, uh, I'll just give an example. If we're watching a dramatic show uh, like The Bachelor, uh, we're watching this dramatic show. Uh, it comes. Causes us to kind of uh, be dramatic and, and kind of boost our drama. Sometimes uh, we need to watch what we feed our eyes and our ears. The music we listen to. We need to be careful what we're feeding ourselves. Not just that. We need to be careful who we're listening to. Like who 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 are you letting? Uh, speak into your life who's around you like what relationships do you have that you know aren't good we all have them that 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 just don't feed you good information that don't give you good wisdom they you know who are you letting around you speak into your life and pour into your life whether they're speaking or just by actions what are you feeding yourselves what are you listening to what are you feeding yourself? Because if you let negativity and you let uh, uh, just drama and, 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 and things that just cause division or whatever it may be, uh, and you let the wrong things feed you, it, it can cause your anxiety and cause your peace to go in the wrong direction instead of the right direction. If we feed ourselves with, with the wrong things instead of the word of God— then, then our peace and our anxiety and things, uh, when things come up, are going to be in a negative way and going to be in the wrong direction. So what are you feeding yourselves? We can fight for peace by being on guard with the armor of God and guarding what we feed ourselves. So the third way, the last way that we Feed ourselves. And we see it in our scripture that we read at the beginning, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. The last way that we uh, fight for peace is we seek first. Seek first. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In our scripture at the beginning of the message, it said three times to do not worry. Three times. Three times Jesus says, do not worry, do not worry. How many times have, have you had to tell yourself, do not worry, do not worry? And we see in the scripture three times Jesus is saying, do not worry about these things. Why? Because we have a God that knows what we need and he knows when we need it. It says, I love how it goes on to say, for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows you need them. So God knows what we need. He knows when we need it. And I love how Jesus concludes this teaching by saying, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. If we just seek him first, if we just fight by seeking God first, seeking him by prayer, seeking him by by worship, seeking him by getting in His Word, seeking Him by what like we talked about in Philippians four six through seven uh, through prayer. It's by do not be anxious about about anything, but nothing by prayer and petition present your requests to Him, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will be given to you. It will guard your hearts and will guard your minds and guard your souls by prayer, by fasting. We seek him by fasting. I love how we start the year off here at Generations Church with 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you didn't join us this year, uh, we will be back, I promise you, in January uh, with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we do, we seek after him by submitting our lives to him and sacrificing some things, whatever it may be, uh, to him and just saying, God, I give you Everything that I may need and I depend on, and I God, I just trust you. We we seek Him by worshiping and, and praising through uh, the difficulty and praising through the storm and praising through whatever we may be going through. I love that scripture in Philippians four. It says, "Present your request to God by prayer and petition," but then it says with thanksgiving. So we 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 present our request to God, but we worship through. So we seek him by worshiping. We seek him by repenting and and having this heart of repentance so we can fight for peace by seeking God first in our lives. Today and this morning as we close, I just know and believe, whether it's in person or online, that there's some people in this room or online, that you find yourself in a season or a time where you can't find peace, you can't find rest, you can't, you can't find just a little bit of peace and quiet, you can't find peace, you look around, and you see uh, people have this peace, and you look around, and it seems like peace doesn't exist in your life that peop, other people have a joy and other people have a happiness and other people have a peace and other people can find rest and you don't understand why you don't and you, you may not understand where it comes from and where or where this peace comes from and today I want to encourage you to fight for peace in the midst of your chaos in the midst of of your mess in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of whatever you're going through, in the midst of your fear, in the midst of your, you feeling overwhelmed, in the midst of your anger and resentment, to, to fight for peace. To stand firm in him, in your foundation in the word, in your foundation of your relationship with God, to to be on guard and guarding what you feed yourself and putting on the armor of God to guard your life and to guard your heart uh, and to guard what what you allow yourself to be fed with uh, and to seek him first, to fight for peace. And today I realize there's people in this room that, that don't have that peace. There's people in this room that are going through seasons where you just don't have that peace, and you're struggling, and you're you're restless, and you're tossing and turning at night, and your heart hurts, and you're broken, and, and you can't find that peace. But we serve a God that has all the authority and all the power to give everything that we need. That if we just seek him and we, we, we submit to him and, and, and we stand firm in him, that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will be given to us. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, today I want to ask two questions. If you're in this room or you're watching online, and you would say, I don't have a foundation in God. I don't have my life centered in God. And today, I find myself in a place where I don't have peace or I'm going through different things. And I need that foundation. And I need that relationship with God. And I need to have my foundation in Him. him. If that is you, would you just slip up your hand? Amen. Or today, if you find yourself in a place where you just don't have peace. And and you're going through some things that is causing your peace and your joy and and your rest to be taken away and you can't find it. And you're searching and searching and you're restless and you're hurting and you're broken. Whatever it may be in the midst of your chaos and you would say, I need god to give me peace i need god to give me rest i need god to, to 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 heal my heart and heal my anxiousness and heal my anxiety and heal my depression and heal my fear if that is you today and we just want to agree with you in prayer if that is you today would you just lift up your hand amen many hands my hands lifted too i just let you know let's just go to god in prayer god we thank you today God, that you have all the power. God, that you have all the authority. God, that you love us and you care for us. God, you know every need that we have. God, that you see every hurt. God, that you see every pain. God, that you see every tear that nobody else sees, God. And God, we thank you, God, that you are with us, God, in that midst. God, and you are with us in that hurt. And you're with us in that brokenness. And whatever we're facing and going through, God, God, that you are are with us, God, and not just that you're with us, God, that you care for us, God. So today, God, I lift, I lift up every person in this room watching online, uh, God, every hand that was lifted, every hand that wasn't lifted, God. God, I pray, God, that you bring peace, God, that you bring rest, God, God, in the midst of the darkness, God, that, that your rod and your staff comfort us, God, that you bring comfort and joy today, God. God, we ask for peace God, you calm anxiety, you calm anxious hearts and minds, and you heal depression, and, and you calm that, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing here at Generous Church, what you're doing in lives today. And we ask this in your name, amen and amen.